Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. When you get to talking like this, you sound panicked. It's high noon for Friday, May 7th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. Or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You will occasionally find me on Gab at I'm your moderator. And if you want some amazing merch, go on over to the merch store. There's more stuff in there now. It's uh, shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel hyphen couture slash all. And then you can just have it all. Today is the 106th full day of Barack Obama's third term, as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who was overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth, that's Hunter Biden. So... So congratulations, commies. You had that one good day on November 7th, 2020, where you walked outside your house and drank champagne in front of gas stations with strangers because the TV told you that Joe Biden won. And it's been all downhill from there. Just what you signed up for. A warm high noon Friday welcome to any redeemable communists out there. Hello, redeemable communists. I'm here 
to help you redeem yourself. Now, I don't know how you ended up hearing this, but one day you will thank that person. But for right now, you're probably going to be very upset about how often I mock and ridicule you for having the stupidest and most evil beliefs imaginable. Really, the absolute worst of the worst. Communism is the worst. And you might not know it, but you are a commie. And the problem is that you don't know anything. Because you and I probably have very similar political priorities. I actually do want people in Central America to have better lives and not have their lives destroyed by gang violence, for instance, to the point where they feel like they have to travel a thousand miles just to make it across this border and into whose hands no one knows. I don't think that's a good situation. We both have compassion about that. I just also don't believe that you can make the argument that we should have open borders as you sit in a gated community and you lock your doors at night and you are happy that the nation's law enforcement agencies are trying to spy on your fellow citizens because their ideas don't agree with yours. So that's the difference between us. If you could make a strong open borders argument, I would still disagree with you. But I would at least understand that you had thought it through. But when you tell me it's racist to not do what you want, then I know you haven't thought it through. And worse than that, I know you're lying and exploiting a racial narrative so that you get your way and that no one will ever notice the fact that you don't know anything. So it's not that our politics are far apart, and it's not that our political priorities are far apart. It's just that you don't know anything. And deep down, you know that. You assume that there are experts in whatever field you don't know about, and then by listening to someone tell you what the expert said, You think that's good enough because you believe that all of those people just couldn't be lying to you. How could they be lying to me about something that directly reflects the opinions I already have? It rings so true to me. That's how I know it's true. And so I actually don't even ever need to look into it on my own. And that's why, for instance, you went out and voted for a man whose mentor was a Klansman, and you said you were doing it for black people. And I didn't even mean to make this connection right now, but I saw some statistics out of California today, and it turns out that of all the vaccine doses administered, only 3.9% of those fully vaccinated are black. Which means that when California institutes the vaccinated, unvaccinated segregation that Washington is, that Andrew Cuomo is at least at baseball games, when they start introducing that kind of segregation, 
There will be no discernible difference between that and racial segregation. How about that, commies? I bet you didn't see that coming, did you? But let's move on from that into delicious, delicious panic. So here we have sleepy Chuck Todd, who looks like a failed minor league relief pitcher. And the panic-ridden, Soros-funded Secretary of State of Arizona, Katie Hobbs. Our event that we're covering, inspired by a state Republican Party, it's the Arizona Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs. Uh, And this comes to this sort of, I don't know what to call it, a sideshow. My apologies for calling it a sideshow. I don't mean to insult the state of Arizona, but that's what this looks like from the outside here. Got that? Chuck Todd does not want to insult the state of Arizona, but he's happy to insult the majority of its citizens who all know for certain that their election was stolen. He has no problem calling them a sideshow and the audits being done by the Arizona Senate. It's an official audit. Doesn't matter how else they want to describe it, how many times they want to say cyber ninjas or bamboo or whatever convinces child brains that everything's going to be okay. It's not a sideshow. It's totally transparent. Everyone can watch it. And that little distinction, I don't want to insult the state of Arizona. No. You just want to put words in the mouths of Arizona communists so that you can say to them, yeah, Arizona looks like a sideshow because of the people you don't like. The truth is, Arizona looks like much less a sideshow than California to anyone with a functioning brain because Arizona is very close to fixing its problems whereas a state like California will be last to do so. So what he's saying to his Arizonan viewers is, hey, Arizona's full of stupid people, but not you. And think about how comforting it is to people who don't actually know anything and can't defend their opinions. They're being told that everything out in the world that contradicts them is actually wrong and dumb. So, hey, don't worry about picking up a book. And they love that. This audit, um, you seem to be concerned about it. It's being paid for in some part by taxpayer money, some with private funds. Thanks, Chuck, for noting that it was being paid for partly with taxpayer funding. And there doesn't seem to be a massive uprising that has anyone in the Senate quaking in their boots. So what's the problem? What is happening with it and why is it still going on? Chuck Todd sounds like he's making girl talk. So what's happening and why is it going on? Well, Chuck, you know what's happening. You can watch them tell you about it. You can watch it with your own eyes because they're filming it. Why is it happening? Because there was election fraud. Well, I I think you're spot on for calling it a sideshow, and it certainly is not reflective of the the electorate in Arizona. This is a small group of fringe Republicans who are driving this. Wait a second. I have a feeling that the audit is going to prove that the electorate actually loves Donald Trump 
and the electorate very much does want this audit to happen. And here's another thing. The Senate is doing the election. By definition, it can't just be a small fringe of Republicans. There are enough state senators to do it. Who put them there if the electorate doesn't like this? And, you know, essentially trying to relitigate the 2020 election, which is over and done. Oh, got it. Okay, so you're saying it's over and done. Then what is the reason that you wouldn't want to know more about the election process so that if there were any little problems anywhere, you would be able to go in and fix them. You would be like a hero. You could lead Arizona in having the first forensic audit to find out exactly where all the problems are, and then you can fix them, which would make you legitimately an American hero. I mean, why don't you want to be a hero, Katie Hobbs? The... Low hum in your brain might have something to do with it. And no one is trying to relitigate anything. Nothing was ever litigated. There was never a time where both sides showed their evidence and made their arguments and the people were allowed to make a decision about who had the actual evidence on their side. That didn't happen. Nothing's being relitigated. Your fraud is being proved. That's what's happening. And if it's over and done with, how is this happening? And why are you so upset about it? You're kind of showing everyone that it isn't over and done. And you know what's coming. And anyone looking at what's happening in this process, it is fraught with problems in terms of security, Uh, uh, a chain of custody of the ballots and the equipment problems. It is fraught with, with, with problems. Uh, Okay. I think Katie Hobbs is broken. (laughs) Someone broke her. She's not functioning correctly. Eh, 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 eh. Fraught with, eh, 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 eh. fraught with problems, problems. She's so scared. I I would feel bad for her if she wasn't a commie and a traitor to the country. I really would. Because she's so uncomfortable and it's so embarrassing. And I'm embarrassed for her. Like it actually makes me physically hurt. Hey, Katie Hobbs. If this process is fraught with problems with security... Why don't you tell us about them in a way that shows us you fully understand the problem and that it really is something we should look more into and where exactly we should look for it? Because that's what people on my team do. That's why we keep knowing where to look for stuff and we keep finding it and we keep winning. Quite ironically, the same kind of problems that the conspiracy theorists said without any basis, in fact, happened during the actual election, which we know is not true. And we're right back to Colombo. Yeah, okay, well, there was definitely a murderer here. But it wasn't Dave. There's no way it was Dave. Like, yeah, this is totally ironic. Like, we're now accusing them of all the things they accused us of. And they didn't have any evidence, which is why no one can ever see the evidence they have. It's not Dave. Uh, And that's what we're seeing 
carried out in this process right now. There's no way that what's going on right now can result in any kind of reliable or valid outcome in terms right. of a, a real audit. Kind of giving yourself up accidentally, aren't you, Katie Hobbs? So there's no way this audit can provide a legitimate outcome. What happens, Katie Hobbs, if they find that the election was run perfectly? Is that a possibility? I mean, you're saying that the election was run perfectly. And you're saying that these auditors are very bad at their jobs. They're not competent to successfully complete an audit. doesn't matter what results they find. They're not competent enough to do this. And then, of course, chain of custody, blah, 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 even though Georgia has 400,000 votes without any chain of custody whatsoever. But yes, the chain of custody in the place they're at under full-time security with 24-hour cameras, yes, that's problematic. I agree. But what if they agree with you that the election was perfect? They could come out and say that. And now you've just told everybody that these auditors aren't able to do a competent job. So then what do we believe? Because you're telling us now you're certain that they'll be wrong. And why are you certain that they'll be wrong? Well, because you know they're going to say there was a ton of fraud in the election. And so there's no chance that they're going to say the thing that clears you. So all you can do is delegitimize them. But you know that Jake Tapper and Chuck Todd and Rachel Maddow sneering and whimpering along with you on TV doesn't actually override their evidence. How are you going to respond, Katie, when they find that tens of thousands of dead voters voted, that tens or maybe even hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants voted? And you know it. You already know. You're making it obvious that you already know. You are acting the way only a criminal would act. And you can't even tell because everyone you know is addicted to the central narrative and none of them can tell you, oh, holy shit, yeah, everybody can see that you are committing a crime here. <laughs> Every time these people go on MSNBC, they might as well be mugging someone in front of an ATM. Hey, bitch, you're on camera. But there's no way that it can, like, be a real audit. Okay. Okay, Kami. Good luck, Kami. I'm sure that'll carry you through and you'll win the day. Or you guys are kind of telling us how legitimate this audit is by how worried you are about it. I have a feeling there are real things they can do. And the truth is the whole thing was never done. There have been court cases open the entire time. There are court cases open right now. One of them is in Michigan. There is no way... They are going to just keep this silent for everyone, especially not right now 
while they're telling everyone about the audit every night and panicking more and more and more. But wait, 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 it gets so much more awesome. Today in Arizona, a man named Daniel Wood and a man named Josh Barnett, two underdog candidates for Congress, have filed a writ of quo warranto, which is basically a legal challenge to the right to hold office for the people who are in office. And they're challenging the right of every Arizona official to hold office. And I'll read it for you. As average citizens of Arizona from all walks of life, we have discovered that our past elections in 2018 through 2020 are out of compliance per the U.S. Election Assistance Commission. The Help America Vote Act of 2002 established the EAC and our state of Arizona takes a strict view on this federal election law. Our state of Arizona went out of compliance in February of 2017 or possibly sooner and was only recently purported to be recertified in January 2021. There are multiple problems with the documentation regarding contractor laboratories that invalidate any machine certification. A certification can only last for a maximum of two years, and there are very important reasons for this. This will either unseat every state-level politician in Arizona or declare every federal law applied to Arizona as unlawful. Got that? So they're saying that it's obvious the election was non-compliant. So either all of the state officials in Arizona are holding office illegally, like outside the law, or the federal law is unlawful. The, the violation of federal law is due to no certification of the voting system machine, which includes all aspects of the machine from hardware to software to add-ons by the voting system test laboratories. The VSTL is accredited and overseen by the EAC per the HAVA Act, which is the Help America Vote Act. And it is critical to the compliance and standards set forth by law. This accreditation must be thoroughly vetted every two years. Arizona takes a strict view of federal elections law per ARS section 16442B. Machines or devices used at any election for federal, state, or county offices may only be certified for use in this state and may only be used in this state if they comply with the Help America Vote Act of 2002 and if those machines or devices have been tested and approved by a laboratory that is accredited pursuant to the Help America Vote Act of 2002. So they have just released this today and maybe it's unconnected but it feels like there might be something interesting about the fact that two days ago we found out that the county officials in Arizona didn't even have admin passwords for their own machines in Maricopa County and that Dominion actually had full control of the system at all times they were taking uh, those external hard drives off site every night with the daily vote count all sorts of stuff that is non-compliant. So what they're saying is that none of the elected officials in our state are serving legally due to the fact that none of these machines are compliant with the law. And again, that's just one more way that these states didn't comply with the law. But this is a very big one. I don't know if anything's going to come from it, but this is the sort of thing that should happen all over the country. And there is motion 
toward doing this in other places in the country. Now, if you'll recall, back maybe before the end of last year, I was saying that what we need is for every single person serving illegally to be taken out of office. And if that means we have to hold another election entirely, great, all for it. People are not in office legally. And it gets worse the older they get and the longer they've been in Congress. There is no way that voters just get excited about Mitch McConnell. Rich people might get excited about Mitch McConnell because he serves their interests. But normal Kentuckians are not excited to vote for Mitch McConnell. They're not excited to vote for Lindsey Graham. Yet those two were supposed to be in very close races and instead got huge wins. And of course, part of that was Trump's coattails and people really did vote for them to go along with Trump. But that doesn't explain why they never face serious primaries in four decades. Now, the facts of this case are clear. You're either compliant or you're not. They were not. That's a matter of public record. It's not an opinion. What happens next will be up to the courts and the justice system, which we've seen is easily corruptible. But it's fantastic that they did this. And if they get any motion on this whatsoever, we're in a whole new world. And again, Katie Hobbs knows this. And that's why Katie Hobbs is panicking. But that's not even the greatest panic of the last 24 hours. Check this out. Congresswoman Elise Stefanik is not letting those who object to her lies about the election get in her way to push and replace Congresswoman, Congresswoman Liz Cheney as House Republican Conference Chair. So Jake Tapper just straight up called a woman congressman a liar. A successful woman, an educated woman, a leader whose constituents love her. She's a liar. He won't say why, but at least Stefanik lies. That's what's important to know. And she's trying to take down Liz Cheney. No, Jake, the entire Republican Party is taking down Liz Cheney because Liz Cheney is a corrupt warmonger. We don't like those. But they're running interference for Liz Cheney. Jake Tapper and communist CNN are running interference for the daughter of Dick Cheney. Got that? Does that make sense in your worldview? Of course not. But you, commie, find yourself defending the daughter of Dick Cheney because she's happy to throw the country away and say the things that you want her to say. She is 100% on board with globalism, which means she's 100% on board with global communism. There's nothing about her that's conservative. She is interested in pursuing the global agenda, period. If they take her out, then what do they have? Now, a lot of people might not be familiar with what the House Republican Conference Chair does. So this is how it's described on the GOP.gov website. 
the organizational body for all GOP members of the U.S. House of Representatives, the House Republican Conference is responsible for electing House Republican leadership, approving GOP member committee assignments, managing leadership-driven floor debates, and executing a communication strategy that is executed within the party and is conveyed to constituents through the media. So as you can see, a lot of that is outward-facing. She needs to be able to carry a message to the public. And she has a lot of input into party leadership. And what we're seeing in the Republican Party is that the party is being taken over by people with a sense of nationalism and populism. They like America. They want to do what their constituents want them to do. And that's just not okay. So even if Liz Cheney somehow gets ousted, we got to make sure that Elise Stefanik cannot get in. So now they attack. Though there are some conservative groups who note that Stefanik is way more liberal than Cheney and voted with Trump far less frequently and less reliably. Again, consider how many problems there are in what Jake just said, okay? He's comparing how often each one voted with Trump, which is not something that MAGA cares about. That's not how we base our loyalty. She doesn't have to agree with him about everything. She has to agree with him about the important stuff, and she has to put people and the country first. That's it. And she does that. Liz Cheney, on the other hand, can vote along with the president as many times as she wants. As long as the corrupt people in her party are the ones setting the agenda, having a Republican president in office means that automatically you're going to be on the same side of most issues. If Elise Stefanik stood up in a principled way for things that she doesn't agree with, good for her. See, we don't care about Republican or Democrat. They always focus on the fact that Republicans agree with them. Well, some Republicans agree with us. Yeah. Republicans in name only, which means they're not Republicans, which means they don't represent any sort of majority view, even when you add all of them onto you, Obamis. Stefanik has decided to play to her strengths with which in the House GOP race is to keep shamelessly pushing Donald Trump's big lie about the election. That is her only advantage over Cheney. Got that? Her only advantage is that she tells the big lie. Besides that, Liz Cheney is far superior in every way. Isn't that amazing that they're trying to take down an honest, hardworking, intelligent Republican woman in favor of the daughter of war criminal Dick Cheney? That's not a banana. This is a banana. Here she is on Steve Bannon's radio show just moments after she promised to unite the Republican Party, promoting the deranged election audit going on in Arizona right now, where a clean election in a state led by a Republican governor is being attacked by election liars. A clean election, right? No problem. Can't even believe they're auditing the thing. It was so clean. I mean, we have told everybody over and over and over and over again how clean this election was. We haven't shown anybody, and they haven't demanded proof, thank goodness. 
But we've told them again and again and again, this election was completely clean. And that term that I mentioned the other day, election liar, that's so weird. Should we start calling them gender liars? Tax liars? Race liars? That's what we should do. Get all of the issues that they do nothing but lie about and then start identifying them into little groups. Hey, are you a race liar? Yeah, I figured you were. I fully support support the audit in Arizona. We want transparency and answers for the American people. What are the Democrats so afraid of? Uh, The voters in Arizona and the state Senate in Arizona pursued this audit. I fully support it. Transparency is a good thing. We need to fix these election security issues going into the future. There are no election security issues in in Arizona. Again, do you see how patronizing and disrespectful Jake Tapper is? He comes back. there, There are no election issues in Arizona. We've cleared it all up. Don't you remember? Chris Krebs said it was the most secure election ever. Bill Barr said he hadn't seen any proof of widespread election fraud. And none of the court cases were successful, even though some were. It was clear and clean. The thing I'm most happy about is that Jake Tapper just played Stefanik's entire statement about why we need the audit. She doesn't look crazy. She doesn't sound crazy. She's about to take a major leadership role in the Republican Party. Who exactly does Jake Tapper think he's messing with? Elise Stefanik is smarter than Jake Tapper is, and she's more powerful. Who does he think he's convincing with this? Yes, I know he's just giving people a framework to marginalize another person, which is the best thing they do. That is their greatest talent. They can always come up with new frameworks about how some about why someone else is invalid. Anything they say, none of it should be trusted. They're a lunatic. They're crazy. They're racist. They're misogynist. Oh, they did this thing 20 years ago. They'll always find a way. This is the best they've got, and it's not going to work. Hey, Jake, you're an election liar. Do you know how crazy this audit is in Arizona? This is you have to understand this. They're actually examining the ballots with UV light to see if there are any traces of bamboo in the paper because one of the conspiracy theories holds that fake ballots were shipped in from Asia. Well, yeah, Jake, but you saying it's a conspiracy theory doesn't actually make it one. And when they find bamboo in the paper of the ballots that were shipped in from China... What are you going to say? And by the way, if it turns out that that didn't happen and they don't find any bamboo, well, I guess it was a conspiracy theory then, wasn't it, Jake? But you don't have any idea in the world and you haven't followed the story or you'd know it's not a conspiracy theory. But again, his tactic is just the same. Bamboo? UV light? A plane? Asia? That's not an argument, Jake. Man, I think I hurt my neck on that last one.
I also kind of sounded like Scooby-Doo. Remember, Arizona is largely run by Republicans. There it is again. No comments about the planes. Just remember, it's largely run by Republicans. So that whole plane thing could have never happened because surely they would have told us. In fact, nothing bad could ever happen. I mean, it's largely run by Republicans. That's how you know nothing bad could happen. Democrats? Don't I make sense still? Then Jake's head just explodes. But also, don't they have like two Democrat senators now through their very legitimate elections? And isn't it a blue state, a blue Biden state? Do we even call it purple anymore? Of course not, because you guys make up the words for what stuff is. So Arizona used to be a purple state, probably like the last four election cycles. And now it's just firmly in the blue column, never to return. And that's why we got an extra couple hundred illegal immigrants in. And because Liz Cheney is one of the only Republicans in leadership willing to see this insanity for what it is, she is being purged from her position. Man. So Jake's opinion is Elise liar, bamboo stupid, plain conspiracy. Man. Yeah, I mean, that is a, uh, that is an airtight argument, Jake. Consider me convinced. I look forward to next week when these morons have even more stuff to say about what's coming out. It's like every step of this audit, the more they learn about what the auditors are doing, the more things they have to try to make sound really stupid, but they still tell everybody it's going on because that's the only way to preset a narrative for them. You know what I mean? If you already think looking for bamboo in paper is a really stupid idea, then in three weeks when you find out that there actually is bamboo in paper, you'll probably have already read three or four Vox explainers talking about how they have some paper experts on that say it's really actually possible for bamboo to get into paper from anywhere. And then they'll have a bamboo conspiracy where once it comes out that tens of thousands of ballots have bamboo in them, and all the rest don't, they'll be like, yeah, but don't you know that like 17% of paper products in the United States have some amount of bamboo in them just by accident? I read it on Vox. Okay, Kami, (laughs) if you say so. It's also kind of amazing to see how far they've moved from trying to mock folds in ballots and watermarks. Now, no one was ever 100% sure if watermarks were a thing. We didn't know. But then we saw the UV lights. We're like, oh, maybe it's watermarks. If it turns out they've just been looking for bamboo the whole time, that's going to be pretty tough for them to deal with. Because people on all sides doubt the existence of watermarks on ballots. But if bamboo's in them, and bamboo's not in the official paper, 
That's pretty hard physical evidence. Wouldn't you say, Kami? That one's going to leave a mark. And now think about what I was talking about yesterday with kind of the rooted truth that we are winning, obviously. And that part of how you can see that is the prevalence of continually more powerful figures in the Republican Party are happy to join the war room, which used to be dangerous because the war room talks every day about election fraud and about how the COVID narrative is a hoax. All right. And get all the information there. It's the best thing that has ever happened to media. I have no problem saying that. I never thought if you told me in 2016 I was going to love Steve Bannon. I would have laughed real hard, but I love him. And War Room's fantastic, and Raheem's fantastic, National Pulse is fantastic, Revolver's fantastic. Look at what we've got now to work with. Real, honest people who can disseminate accurate information really quickly. Tell us exactly where to look. And by the way, Just the News is fantastic too. And Gateway Pundit is pretty good. Now I'm going to stop saying names of outlets. But so the point I was making was that it means something that the narrative has shifted as far in our direction as it has, allowing these sorts of people who can't be seen as, you know, fringe conspiracy figures, right? They have to take their time. I don't like it. I wish they could all be like Marjorie Taylor Greene or like me and just say it. But that's not where we are yet. And so they've taken their time. They're coming over. It makes it more and more dangerous. And here's the cool thing. CNN is now reporting on what happens on War Room. The clip that CNN showed was Elise Stefanik being interviewed by Steve Bannon on War Room. And in an attempt to smear her and make her look stupid, Jake Tapper played a clip of Elise Stefanik saying a whole bunch of things that she would not be allowed to say if she appeared on CNN. That's amazing. But consider the polarity here, right? You know, it's kind of a like a catchphrase. We are the news now, right? Independent people figuring out information, disseminating it to everyone else. And we all just teach each other by a constant, never ending conversation about what's happening. We all learn from each other. We all inform each other. It works both ways. The media, on the other hand, only works one direction. They get the narrative. They disseminate the narrative. They enforce the narrative. Now, the narrative they are being forced to discuss is ours. They've covered QAnon like crazy. No one believes them about that anymore. That's lunacy. They've blown every single major story for at least the last five years, but probably, honestly, for my entire lifetime. We just didn't have the apparatus to push back. And a lot of people like myself were on the wrong side of things because we grew up being told to respect these sources because of their prestige, because of their brand, because of the institutional legacy. But they gave all that away. 
And so now they cover our narrative. So not only are we the news now, we're the mainstream media now. And all this time that we've taken to investigate everything thoroughly and then debunk all the nonsense they're saying, that polarity has been completely reversed. They're trying to debunk us and they can't. They literally can't debunk us and they can't fact check us. That's why it always sounds so stupid when they try it. They can't ever address the issue. They can't give any detail because they're lying. It's very, very hard to debunk and fact check the truth. We have that advantage all the time and we're never going to give it away. And so Jake Tapper is kind of screwed. And I, for one, will be giggling the entire time. I cannot wait to see what happens to these media figures. I expect that we're going to see quite a few of them in prison. But I would not be surprised to see far worse, particularly if they were knowingly operating on behalf of a foreign country, which I imagine Many of them are. Bye, Jake. Now, since it's Friday, I had to check on what Anon Palmer was doing, but he hasn't written anything about Q today. He wrote an article about how supposedly there are going to be White Lives Matter rallies this weekend and that the hosts of these things are trying to make them really huge, but they'll probably be a flop. Oh, well, thank you for bringing us the important stories, you and on. But none of us need to go to a White Lives Matter rally, okay? Everybody already knows that white lives matter because all lives matter. White lives, black lives, Hispanic lives. In fact, there's no such thing as a black life, a white life, or a Hispanic life. There are black people, Hispanic people, and white people, if those are the terms we're going to use. But it's not a white life or a black life. And that phraseology is just disgusting, as if there's a racial element to one's soul. And so the soul operates on the same racial construct that they teach in these university daycare centers for underdeveloped idiots. So you and on is going to have to take a back seat this week, but we can still check in with Jen Psaki. Now you all have reported um, the president's view is that um, the major platforms uh, have a responsibility uh, related to the health and safety of all Americans uh, to stop amplifying untrustworthy content. Got that? For your health and your safety, the president, who is obviously illegitimate and usurped his position, believes that the most powerful companies in the world who track nearly everything you do and probably know you better than you know yourself should censor you. The president believes it's a good thing. That is what she just said that they have a responsibility to the public to censor people who don't say the right things. 
disinformation and misinformation, especially related to COVID-19, vaccinations, and elections. And we've seen that over the past several months, broadly speaking. I'm not placing any blame on any individual or group. We've seen it from a number of sources. Got that? You're especially not allowed to say anything they don't like about COVID, about vaccines, or about elections. Because all of those are very dangerous. If you say the wrong things about COVID, you might kill someone's grandmother by not encouraging people enough to get the vaccine. And everybody's going to die. Or if you talk about elections, even though CNN is talking about elections, but they're saying the right thing. If you talk about elections, then there's going to be another very violent insurrection. And then everybody's going to die that way, too. So sorry, but yeah, we have to censor everyone. Uh, He also supports better privacy protections and a robust antitrust program. Huh. He supports privacy protections, eh? Well, then why is he empowering his own Justice Department to spy on Americans without cause or without a warrant? And where exactly is this antitrust package we're hearing about? So his view is that there's more that needs to be done to ensure that this type of misinformation, disinformation, damaging, sometimes life-threatening information is not going out to the American public. Got it? Life-threatening information. He wants to make sure that life-threatening information is not going out to the American public. I guess he's going to have to silence Dr. Fauci then. Because Dr. Fauci has destroyed more lives than maybe anyone in history. Anthony Fauci has harmed hundreds of millions of people by encouraging nationwide lockdowns, preempting administration decisions and going out on CNN on April 1st of last year with Anderson Cooper and Sanjay Gupta and advising a nationwide lockdown, something that had never been tried in any nation ever. That was life-threatening information. Certainly turned out to be, didn't it? No one's lives are threatened by us declaring the obvious, that the election was a fraud, that the narrative about coronavirus and how we should respond was a lie And that vaccines aren't necessary for a disease that only kills one or two out of every thousand people who get it, all of them being old and with comorbidities. In fact, the CDC has released new information on this. And now they say that only 5% of all deaths were due solely to COVID. That means 95% of the recorded deaths were not. They had comorbidities and significant comorbidities. The average number of comorbidities now that they list on the CDC's site is four. That's not quite the horrifying pandemic we're supposed to believe it is. There were no excess deaths last year. So one or two out of every thousand people who contracts coronavirus could die from it. And nearly all of them are seniors with significant prior health problems. That's not me saying it. 
That's the CDC's own stats. Does any communist that any of you know understand that? The answer is no. And why don't they know? Well, because they listen to Anthony Fauci and the people on the television, and none of those people will trust them with that information. If they give them that information, well, then they might change their minds and say the things the bad people say. Do you not understand this yet, communist? They respect you so little that they won't even give you the critical information you need to guide your own life. They just say, hey, we got it. We talk to experts and you believe them. First Amendment rights. And where does the White House draw the line on that? Well, look, I think we are, of course, a believer in First Amendment rights. I think what the decisions are that the social media platforms need to make is how they address the disinformation, misinformation, especially related to life-threatening issues like COVID-19 and vaccinations um, that are continue to proliferate on their platforms. Of course they believe in the First Amendment. They would never do anything to shut down someone's political speech because they're not allowed to. So thank goodness they have these private companies who will do it for them. And then it's not them doing it. It's the private companies making their own decisions about how to handle misinformation and disinformation. And it's just another one of those times where you just would love for them to be straight up and honest and say, hey, if we let people talk, no one is going to listen to us anymore. That would be honest. Because all they have is a style of speaking and a cultural enforcement of their point of view. People listen to them because they speak in the way we are meant to understand is authoritative. That's why they use the language they use. And why they all speak in the same manner. Which you can see when you, I'm sure everybody's seen these, these YouTube compilations where it's all these local news stations all over the country. And they're all reading the same exact script. It's just different people, different voices, reading all the same words at the same pace. And you can just layer them on top of one another. And it's all in unison. That's how prepackaged this stuff is. We're meant to believe that that voice and that people speaking information that way is how we can tell they're authoritative. And once you realize what they're doing, that facade disappears. And then you can just actually listen to the words they're saying and try to figure out if the words they're saying make any sense. And of course they don't. You just have the underlying assumption that what they're saying has to make sense or they wouldn't be on television saying it. Why not? If you wanted to trick hundreds of millions of people, how else would you try it but the ways they're doing it? Television, music, movies, corporations, social media, the fake news media, all the same message all the time. 
And so all they're left with is the cultural enforcement, which is where all of the mocking comes in, where all of the sneering comes in, where the attitudes of Rachel Maddow laughing, rolling her eyes, dropping her head. I can't believe there are people dumb enough to believe this. Jake Tapper. This is a known election liar. (laughs) Jake, you're a known news liar. But I guess I have to give them some credit because they are so bad at what they're doing and so incompetent that they are absolutely red pilling everyone. And it's magnificent to watch. I will be back on Monday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Maston lockdowns don't work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. 
the merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!